Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for joining us. We are Father Son Galaxy. I am Kerwin. This is Keith. We've got a lot to talk about this this evening, right? Not only we're going to talk about the Bad Batch, but we're just going to keep you posted and update us as to other things that are happening in the Marvel and Star Wars universe and what's happening with us on the podcast channel. So we, it was a big day for us. Yes, exactly. We'll tell you all about it. Yeah. So we hope that you'll stick around to the very end because we have a lot of cool things to talk about. All right. Right now, let's get started with talking about episode nine of the Bad Batch called The Crossing, all right? So it seems that the Batch are still recovering from the loss of Echo. You yeah. Know? Right. You know, Still reeling. They're reeling, yeah. So, and they don't seem to be taking it very well, especially- Especially on, Omega. Especially Omega. Um, so, so right now we're, uh, you know, we're- Going to talk about Omega, uh, what she's been, what she's feeling, what she's going through. Obviously, you know she misses uh, Echo. This is the second, you know, besides Crosshair, the second member of the Bash that has left, and she feels that her family is, you know, kind of breaking up or falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we uh, so we are on this mission. Um, we're on the planet. I don't think I recall the name of the planet they gave the name, but they're looking for. Ipsium, all right? And I was wondering, okay, Ipsium, is this something that's uh, already in Star Wars canon? I've never heard of it. Um, apparently not, but so I went to Wikipedia, and this is from Wikipedia. Ipsium is a type of mineral. It was tremendously valuable when refined. In its raw form, it's highly volatile. Volatile. Uh, it has a blue crystal-like outer shell and a yellow liquid substance on the inside. Went on the mission with the squad, right? For this episode, the clone Tech compare the raw mineral as a thermal detonator. So maybe that's the purpose of the Ipsium. To they be never used as boom booms. Well, probably, you know, they never did explain. I, I I believe that they were working on another mission for Sid. They didn't explain why Sid needed sure something like that. But I guess if it's valuable, she wants to find it. And then of course she wants to sell it and, and make some money. So Sid owned a mine in this, you know, this planet. I yes. don't know where it was. Right. But she sent the batch out to go refine some for her. And uh -huh. that's why they were there. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, then again, uh, personally, you know, Omega is once again unhappy with uh, the way things are going. Um, and and her, bro her brothers, uh, you know, her, 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 her team, dads. yeah, are not getting along. So, you know, people... You know, their emotions in regards to what happened with, with Echo, you know, it comes out in different ways. With with Omega, she just wants to be left alone pretty much. Uh, and then you got Tech Wrecker and Hunter, they're just going at each other and they're arguing like like brothers. Um, and then uh, Tech says something to, to Omega uh, that was very cold and, you know. She says, what is your issue? What is your issue? And that really set her off and you know and i'm like oh my yeah tech i thought you had better parody skills than this man. right right and omega this is why he doesn't have kids well right omega ran off and um uh, so tech had to make amends and this was a very touching moment between tech and omega um you know omega is trying to to get through to tech to say well what do you you know she wants to get to the to, to the heart of his heart you know what are you feeling What's going on? What do you think about what's happening to our to our family? Um, and she says to to Echo that uh, to Tech that the brothers are fighting. Um, and um, what Tech had to say was, "Well, 
you know, he handles things differently. Like he processes, processes moments them. and thoughts differently, but it doesn't mean that he feels any less than she does. And I thought that was just very touching that he would admit that to her. Um, but, you know, I, I think she found something in, in tech where he actually opened up, you know, and not quote numbers and, you know, binary codes and, you know, give these, these short answers, you know, she really, you know, touched him in he, his heart. She, like it, she really struck a nerve. There, she struck a nerve. A yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, it looks like we're going to see, uh, you know, maybe more, uh, between Echo, I keep saying Echo, I miss uh, Echo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. she keeps, you know, we're going to uh, keep seeing more with Tech and Omega, you know, maybe. So their relationship is starting to to bloom a little bit. So really, Omega has reached out to pretty much every member of the batch now, you know, like Crosshair. So, it, it, even Crosshair, you know, in um, the last season, and she says, you know, where you're. We're your brothers, you know, those are your brothers, you know, we're family. Um, Crosshair wasn't having having it, but you know, she did reach out to let him know that she does still care for him, you know. And there was a point where she thought the chip was the one that was actually um causing him to, to say, like, nah, I like nothing this. To, right, had nothing to do with the chip. So um, so that was uh pretty cool. It was a you know, I, I thought it was an emotional episode. And then the biggest thing that happened in this episode, which was out of the blue, their ship was stolen. The Marauder. I mean, the Marauders. Come on. And you know that that's, that tells me something else with the team. I think the team really they're they're losing um, touch. Yeah, they're losing they're losing focus on who they are, what their purpose is, and you know what's happening. These things are happening around them, and I think the reason why is because they're just losing. Um, they, they, they just don't have a, any any more of a focus as to where they need to go or what the happens are having an identity right. crisis. They're, they really don't yeah. know who they are because the galaxy changed the moment Order 66 was ordered because clones no longer really have a place. Yeah. Even the Empire is looking to phase it out. Right. They're slipping up, you know. So it's there. I, I, I you know, usually they, they say, well, you know, who, who would be at fault or who should be responsible? It would be the leader. Yeah. Right, and which is Hunter, and I think Hunter, he's not expressing it yet, but I think he understands that the batch, you know, his team is breaking up. Yeah, and he very badly. he is responsible for bringing them back together, and I don't know what he's going to do, what he's going to say, but I think he realizes that something is going on. That they're they're not as cohesive as they used to be, and something needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Okay. All right. So that was the episode, uh, episode nine. Um, so we'll be back, of course, obviously. Right. Right. We'll, we'll be back for uh, episode 10 next week. Um, but obviously. we wanted to uh, stop for Q&A and then we're going to go into some upcoming, um, you know, talk some news and information. You know, we've been so far behind on things that's been happening. Uh, with Star Wars and Marvel, you know, we just wanted to catch everybody up in case you didn't know what's going on. But let's go with Q&A first. Alex. Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for joining. I love how Tech opened up to Omega and how they grew closer to one another. Great character development. Yes. True, true, true. Yes, exactly. Great character development. And him um, making a point that, you know, he processes things, you know, differently. You know, that's something. Because he's a lot more pragmatic right as in a sense right right but so he does have feeling and he admitted that to to omega and Tech's I think it was not something. just a machine exactly he has machines but he's not one 
Right. So I'm glad that they were able to get past, you know, at least for this moment, they're they're able to continue to move on and um, try to stay together as a family, as a team, you know? All right. Okay. All right. So very good. So let's catch up on what is going on. Breaking news. There's a Star Wars news. I know. It's not, I don't know if it's breaking because it's been around for a couple of weeks. Like I said, we've been falling so far behind in our news. Not necessarily. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Okay. All right. So well, let's talk about The Mandalorian Season 3. So we, season 3 premieres March 1st. We are two weeks away from The Mandalorian Season 3. Can you believe it? Yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do. So as far as our live stream, we will continue to, the live stream on Wednesdays, right? But what we're going to do is have two live streams. We're going to have one for The Mandalorian and one for The Bad Batch. Which means that our Bad Batch streams will be moving to Thursday, sadly, so that we can cover The Mandalorian on Wednesday. First, yes, exactly. So starting May, uh, starting March 1st, first, yeah. we are going to do a live stream on The Mandalorian every Wednesday, starting March 1st. And then the live stream episodes, uh, our reviews of The Bad Batch, like you said, will be done on Thursday, starting March 2nd. So we'll be returning back to the two live streams a week we did yes. when we had She-Hulk and Andor releasing at the same time. Right, right. So it just so happens that we have two Star Wars projects dropping simultaneously, so we want to cover both. Absolutely. So that, yeah, so we'll finish up the Bad Batch the last few episodes on Thursday and then The Mandalorian starting Wednesday, March 1st. All right? Okay, so next thing. We received uh, a couple of press releases. So this is, you know, public information. Uh, let's talk about first Star, yes, Star Wars Visions. All so right. That let's, releases May 4th. Yes. That is a Sunday, by the way. Uh, is it a Sunday? I don't think so. It is. That can't uh, be right. I looked dead. Okay. Calendar. You know, I didn't even bother to check the day, May 4th. But okay, so let's go into Vision. So you have, all right, let me let me read off. The information for vision. So what we have here is um, uh, we are delighted uh, that correction. That's a Thursday. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Keith. All right, I'm in. I'm in the wrong month. Okay, all right. So I have my information highlighted. So what's happening here? Okay, so um, so we're following the Emmy Award nominated success of Star Wars Visions, the newest volume. We'll continue to push. The boundaries of Star Wars storytelling with nine new shorts from nine studios from around the globe, employing the most captivating animation styles from a variety of countries and cultures. The second volume offers a dynamic new perspective on the storied mythos of Star Wars. All right. So there are going to be nine episodes and, you know, each episode represents a, a different country from different parts of the world. So we're going to. So this can I listen? Yeah, sure. So that's actually on the next page. Yes. So the countries represented are Spain, Ireland, Chile, the UK, South Korea, France, India, Japan, and South Africa, as well as the United States. Right. Okay. Now, if we, uh, and they also had the titles of each episode. So let's run through the titles. Um, so we could start with. You uh, alternate? Yeah, sure. Okay. So you want to start with. Yeah. So you have the highlighted page. I don't know why mine is not highlighted. I must have missed the page anyway. So, all right, let's start with. So this first episode will be titled Sith by El Guiri Studios. That's in Spain. Okay. All right. Next title is Screechers Reach from Ireland. Studio is Cartoon Saloon. 
Next title is In the Stars, Studio Punk Robot from Chile. Right from Chile. Okay. I Am Your Mother uh, from the studio Ardman in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Journey to the Dark Head by Studio Mirror in South Korea. All right. The Spy Dancer uh, from Studio La Cachette from France. The Bandits of Golok, 88 Pictures from India. Right. The Pit from Dart Stagio and Lucasfilm Limited. So that is a, a collaboration that's taking place for the United States, The Pit. And Owl's Song, Triggerfish, South Africa. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So again, nine nine new episodes uh from nine, nine different episodes. countries yeah that's very very cool so um I, you know i'm looking at these titles and you know one that stands out for me is you know i don't know if there's any title that interests you but i'm your mother i mean <laughs> you know that's very interesting i am your mother uh, what do you, like what do you think that's like something mom would say i am your mother go clean your room right could it could it be a, a sith maybe a female sith who has a child out there who might be either a Sith or a Jedi? That would be so awkward. Yeah, that would well, that would be interesting. You know, I am your mother. Yeah. And another title that interests me is called The Spy Dancer. Uh, that's the one from France. And you know, I don't I don't put Star Wars and dancing <laughs> in the same sentence. Java's so, but Palace. It's very interesting. Jabba's Palace. Okay, dancing. Okay, and I was thinking maybe what type of dance are we talking about? Are we talking about ballet or talking about something else? But that's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. So they're great titles. You know, again, they're dropping on May the fourth. All Be right. With you. All right. So that is Star Wars Visions. All right. We have another press release that came out. Another series dropping on May the fourth. This is called Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. All right, this is set during the High Republic era. The animated series follows Jedi younglings as they study the ways of the Force, explore the galaxy, help citizens and creatures in need, and learn valuable skills needed to become Jedi along the way. All right, and then it is produced by Lucasfilm, obviously, uh, for Disney Plus and Disney Junior. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures is executive produced by Lucasfilm's James Waugh, Jackie Lopez, and Josh Rimes. Michael Olson of Puppy Dog Pals is a showrunner and executive producer. Elliot Bohr of Elena of Avalor is the supervising director and co-producer. Janine Hodson of Puppy Dog Pals is producer. And Lamont McGee of Black Lightning is the consulting producer. So Star Wars, The Jedi Adventure stars Jamal Avery Jr. as Kai Brystar, Juliet Donfeld as Liz Soleil, D. Bradley Baker. <laughs> How about that? Is Nubs a clone? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I don't think he has to be a clone. It's just a different character that D. D. Bradley Baker is so talented. I mean, he can voice anything. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. So, so he's going to be Nubs, right? So he's that teddy bear looking Jedi. An Ewok? Blue. He's not an Ewok, but he just looks like a teddy bear. Just a very, you know, cuddly. And cute, you know, the little blue telly, teddy bear. So like a Wookiee kind of. Yes, right. Uh, Emma Berman is Nash Durango. Jonathan LaPau is RJ83. And Peter Michael as Master Yoda. So species. He didn't know a species is a pooba. Ah, okay. All right. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it belongs to a lion king. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it right now. No, no, that's fine. Ever. That's or ever. 
No, that's that's cool. So again, it takes place during the High Republic era. Um, so it's um, you know, this is it's a series for preschoolers. So I'm sure it'll be very interesting. If you have any young family members or you know any well, you youngsters, know, if you just enjoy watching Disney Junior cartoons. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, we can you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can always learn something new. Who knows? Mm -hmm. All right. So that's pretty cool. You know that we have something for even the young people to watch. Right. So we will. Look out for those again, visions and uh, young Jedi adventures, both dropping on May the 4th. All right, okay, let's move on to Marvel. Um, yes. we were, do you remember we used to have Marvel tea? Yes. Um, the Marvel tea, really? Yeah, well, I think it's time to bring that back because you know, Marvel is starting to pick up again, right? So we can have a Marvel tea. and that will be our Marvel discussion. And whatever it's whatever it is about Marvel. That's the Marvel T, right? Mm -hmm. So what we have coming up so far, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I am excited for that. Yes. So they dropped to Disney Plus today. Yes, the first six episodes are so on Disney you, Plus. If you've watched the Bad Batch, you've probably seen Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur pop up on the homepage. Exactly. So we will be reviewing that yeah. later on. So I don't know if there are any Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur people out there, fans out there, or even fans of Visions. And uh, Young Jedi Adventures, tell us, you know, what it is you're looking forward to. But yes, so Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is available now on Disney Plus this Friday. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania opens. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. Friday, February seventeenth. Yes, yes. We will be seeing it on Monday, the twenty first, yep. I believe. We'll, yeah, we'll see it all over the weekend and twentieth. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. You know. So we might do like an out of theater review. Yes. Like we did with Wakanda Forever. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Because yeah, if I you would... guys, if you guys saw that video, we were in the KOP Mall, which mm -hmm. was near the theater we went to. Yeah. And we did a live review while we were there. Yeah. Yeah. So who is ready for Ant Man and Wasp? If you're going to see it this weekend, let us know. We're gonna can't wait to see that and talk about that as well. All right. So that's what we have going on with Marvel and Star Wars. Um, we were very fortunate. We did a couple of interviews this week, this past week. Um, one with Okairo, I'm sorry, Okairo, who is, um, you know, he is a fantastic uh, content creator. He, you know, if you ever, if you heard of him, he, he goes by the first Okairo on Twitter and he has a YouTube channel. Check him out. He's wonderful. He's fantastic. You know, we had him on our on our um, episode, you know, mm -hmm. of, of, of our, you know, Releasing conversation series. series. And we also, in conversation. in conversation series. And then we also had Alex and, and Molly Damon, Damon of Star Wars Explained. Star Wars Explained. So that was pretty cool as well. We were actually on their program um, for the, to review the first two episodes of the Bad Batch season two. So now they are our guest. So more information on those two episodes with Cairo and Star Wars Explain uh, coming up in the next few days. All right. All right. Q &A. Let's get the Q&A. Who do we have? Um, what? Who do, we, who do we have? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Huh? Okay. All right. So let's just keep moving. Uh, oh, q &A. Okay. Hey, guys. You've been following the IGN reveals for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I, um, we have not. Yeah. No, we Should we? 
Yeah, well, tell us about it. Yeah, because I have not seen that. IGN reveals. So, Jedi Survivor, that's a new. Uh, it's a video it's a sequel game, right? to um, Jedi Fallen Order. Right, okay. And that's something that should be coming out shortly. Actually, to be honest with you, I have not been following the games. Um, but yeah, this but, is why yeah. this is why that PS4 is coming. Right. Okay. All right. And then uh, Blacklight says, "I'm actually surprisingly excited for Young Jedi Adventures, mainly for Yoda and the fact that it'll be our on-screen introduction to the High Republic. That's a very good the first point. one at that. Yes, yeah, so it'll be the very first time that we'll talk about the High Republic era. So that'll be cool. That'll be fun. All right. Okay. So now we saw Alex. Yes. Q plus. You think the Spy Dancer Visions project will be set during the prequel, original, or sequels? Well, that's a hard question to answer. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to know because, well, you know, now that you, you know, you got in my head, Jedi, uh, Jabba's Palace. Maybe it takes place during the original trilogy. Maybe or that's in between it, the prequels and originals. It, it could be. In, yeah. Okay. So it's we're thinking maybe it's in between. Uh, the the original and prequel trilogy. And by the way, remember these uh, uh, Vid visions episodes are not canon, right? So they really don't have to take. They aren't. They are not canon. No, they're they're not canon. But they're just individual. Well, they're individual stories created by um, these uh, uh, writers and directors and producers. It has a Star Wars feel, but it doesn't necessarily has to fall in anywhere between any of the the sequel or the original um, or the prequel trilogies, but who knows? Who knows? That's pretty cool though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's nice. I'm looking forward to Visions, absolutely. All right, there was a tweet that came out a couple of days ago from E.K. Johnston, all right? You know who E.K. Johnston is? Yes. Yes, absolutely. She of course is, I do. Oh yeah, she, she wrote the Ahsoka novel and she also wrote the Padme trilogy. She, has announced that she is writing a new novel, right? And this is about Kira, all oh, Star Wars, Crimson Climb, all right? And that is going to be Crimson coming climb, out. Like her climb to power in Crimson. Probably, yeah. And that's going to be coming out in October. That's a, the expected date, but I am October. definitely looking forward to that. I Now, I don't know if anyone knew about this book or heard about it, but what do you think is going, what do you think this book is going to be about? It, it seems to me, you know, based on the cover, because I, I noticed the the outfit that Kira is wearing on the, the the cover looks like an outfit that she wore in the solo film, right? So I get the impression this is going to take place right before, after, like right after Solo, but right before you reach the time of Crimson Dawn's rise. Exactly right. So it's going to take place immediately after Solo when she had that uh, communication with Darth Maul. Um, I think that's where we're going to see Kira rise to power. So to me, it feels like it it could be maybe the sequel to Solo without Solo. You know what I think, though? Yeah. So maybe this will take place, like, right before. So you remember in around 5 BBY when, when uh, Obi-Wan bested Darth Maul in combat and Rebels? Yes. I, yeah, well, maybe this will take place yeah. right around there, because that's when Kira was given full control of Crimson Dawn, okay. as Maul was no longer there to lead it. So oh, maybe, I see what you're saying, right? Maybe so, it would take place then, because I don't see any other way of Kira having power unless the whole dynamic is the literal Crimson Climb of her reaching past Maul. Well, that's a very good point. Although I do think it would 
you will still see Darth Maul play a role in it because he's going to teach her the ropes, right? Mm -hmm. He's, you know, I, I recall in, you know, so we've been going over the, the War of the Bounty Hunters. Yes. So there's a comic book series out now regarding Crimson Dawn. So Hidden we have Empire. War, right, War of the Bounty Hunters. Hidden Empire is actually the, the current series taking place in the Crimson Dawn Last one. era. Right. Um, she talked about how much Maul has taught her as far as, you know, uh, running a criminal organization. So I think the book may start there. And then, yes, there would be a, probably a, a point in the book where Maul does lose his life because of what took place on Tatooine with Obi-Wan. And then she becomes the leader of Crimson Dawn. And then, you know, she just wrecks habit from there, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that sounds like an exciting book. I cannot wait to read that. Um, so we're looking forward to that. All right. Mm -hmm. um, do, do, okay. So Blacklight. IGN yes. was given access to a lot of information, including a tour of Respawn Studios, interviews and concept arts, as well as the first nine minutes of gameplay, which they released on their YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, we'll check it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, one more thing that we wanted to talk about is um, we were fortunate enough to attend um, a media event this morning. Right. So we are, sure. you know, so we, as you know, yes. or might know, okay. Disney 100 is coming to Philadelphia this Saturday. Yes. Officially hometown. opening. Yes. And we were at their press release this morning, shot off a cannon of confetti. Okay, Sorry, right. I had to kind of trick him there. Okay. And cut the ribbon and officially opened the exhibit. Right. So the exhibit. So first of all, the exhibit is nowhere else. This is a world premiere of the Disney 100 exhibit. It'll be going to Germany soon, though. It will be. Yes. Right. Um, if you didn't know, there was a, a, a commercial that dropped during Super Bowl Sunday that talked about Disney 100 years. Oh, that's so, terrible. Right. So I this feels so bad for the Eagles. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yes, we are in the Philadelphia area. And so unfortunately the Eagles did not win. The, the Super Eagles Bowl. did not fly. They did. broke their wing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there was a commercial that dropped about Disney 100 that premiered uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So this is what that commercial is about. So we have this exhibit. It covers everything regarding Disney from 1923 to the present. So of course there's a little bit of Pixar and there's Star Wars, there's Marvel, and then there's Disney animation. It's it's it was a lot to see. Um and don't you love don't you love Disney? I, I do. I mean yeah I mean you know Disney is is groundbreaking, you know, like, you know, when things happen for the first time, usually it happens with Disney because they're the ones that are, they're so innovative. They're always ahead of other, um, you know, uh, other uh, corporations um, with marketing and, True. you know, their, their, their technology. So they have a lot going on and this exhibit covers as much as it could in the last 100 years. So we saw it and we were very, you know, very fortunate to go in and see it for the first time. Uh, we did uh, uh, shoot some some videos of it. So we're actually editing it right now, putting it together and we'll keep you posted on when that will be up. But, you know, if you're not in the Philadelphia area and you just wanted to take a sneak peek of what it looks like from the inside, we can give you, uh, provide that information to you when we have that YouTube, uh, 
video available, all right? And then we're also very nice of us, uh, very nice of people working with us to get us some interviews. So we were able, well, you uh, were, were able to interview. You were there. Yes, I was there, but you know, you were the Just one asking a question. Was, involved yeah, as you should be. Well, that's all right. It's uh, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who is the D23 director. We also interviewed Larry Dubinsky, who is the president and CEO of the Franklin Institute. And the Franklin Institute, by the way, is a science museum in, in the Philadelphia area. Uh, and then we also, and this was interesting, one, Bob Gurr, right? He is a legendary person in Disney. He is 91 years old. He was there. You got the chance to speak yes. with him about his life and his career, ask him some questions. It was inspiring, um, the conversation that you both had. He is a Disney Imagineer. Um, so he, you know, was responsible for building a lot of things, you know, like Disneyland parks. Um, so we can't wait to share that 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 interview with you as well. So yeah, so that was the Disney 100 exhibition. So um, just wanted to give a special thanks to Stephanie Farr of the Philadelphia Inquirer and to uh, Stephanie Santo, who is a uh, director of communications at the Franklin Institute for um, allowing us a seat inside the, the, the exhibit so we can see everything and, you know, ask questions and, and interview some great people there. So once again, when that is ready, we'll keep you posted. But that was a that was wonderful. And, and the exhibit opens this weekend. Yes. Friday. Yep. All right. Any more Q&A? No. Okay. All right. So that is it for this episode then. Yeah, so, so we covered a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah, we went through it very quickly. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we covered a lot, but there's a lot to look forward to. So we just wanted to thank you everyone for, for listening to us or, you know, if you're watching us right now, thank you for tuning in. Keith, where can people find us? So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcast. Socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers and Galaxy. Website, fathersandgalaxy.com. Our merch store, fathersandgalaxy.myspreadshop.com. Okay. And please check out our speaker page as well. Okay. All right. So I... Yes. Okay. So we do. All right. So we're going to, um, I think we do have some Q and A. So <laughs> wonderful. Okay, great. Thank before you. we signed off. Yeah. Before we signed off. Okay. All um, right. Um, so yeah, once again, you know, so there's a lot going on. Um, I did see, you know, we have a delay, you know, so we uh, appreciate your, your patience. So February, Blacklight, yes. February 17th is also day one of IGN Fan Fest 2023, where more footage of gameplay for Jedi Survivor will be shown. Gotcha. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. And then there is another um, Q&A coming up uh, regarding Crimson Climb. Okay. No, it's not. Great episode, guys. What are you most excited for with Mando Season 3? Ooh, good question. All right. Mando, come on. It's been three years since we've seen our favorite father-son duo since us, mm -hmm. Din and Grogu. Okay. So that, that's your answer? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Well, all right. Um, answer I, carefully. No, no. Uh, you know, I'll get the lightsaber. No. <laughs> we know that they're both back together, right? You know, so, you know, we, we know what happened during the uh, Boba Fett episodes. They're back. Reunited again. Reunited, but I think most of the time they're going to be spending on their own. They're going to be on separate journeys. Uh, so we, yeah, we had this conversation where Din has to find himself. 
you know, he has to find out what it means to be a Mandalorian. So he's going to probably take uh, the armor's advice and go to Mandalore and atone for his sins or, you know, or you know what whatever, you know, apparently, you know, removing the helmet was is not something that you're supposed to do. So Bo-Katan seems kind of peeved about what he did, though. Uh, about with about the dark saber thing, she seems kind of upset about that. So I feel like that's gonna bring up some conflict. Absolutely, absolutely. And right. that she's gonna go for the jugular and take Grogu or something. Hmm. Okay. Whoa. I don't think she would go that far. But you're uh, right. Um. She's upset that she doesn't have the dark saber. And yeah. Din. It's funny. Din doesn't even want it. He, he he's like. Just take the dark saber. She's like, we must win it in ritualistic combat. Mando's just like, I'm gonna do to you what Luke Skywalker did to his lightsaber. Yeah, chuck it over his shoulder. I'm gonna go now. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, he's not gonna do that. I hope. Yeah. All right. But Mando's so, hanging on to the dark saber. But it's a funny thing, you know. Speaking of the dark saber, I don't think we've seen the dark saber in the trailer. Right. We don't see him holding the dark saber. Do you recall? Right. Yeah, You're so right. I wonder. I don't know what that means. I guess maybe they're trying to keep that a secret. I mean, he still has to have it because, in order for him to get it taken away, there you has to be a we'll combat. See Gideon this season. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that's oh, another thing. Yes. We have not seen Moff Gideon in any of the trailers either, which is and we saw Doctor Pershing. Yes, we did. We did see him. Um, we didn't see. We didn't see Moff Gideon. You have something I want. That's very interesting. I mean, the we, poster has the dark saber, yeah. but. Yeah. Other than that, we haven't seen it in the show. Right. So again, you know, uh, Din Djarin is going to be on his own journey, which means that uh, Grogu will be on his as well. I still believe that Luke is going to return to season three. I'm sorry, Dad. Yes, Keith. I need to break something to you. Yes, go ahead. So you remember the book of Boba Fett, right? And how yes. Grogu left? Yes. Why I would do. Grogu voluntarily go back to Luke to complete the training he just left for? I feel like that would be so indecisive and so incomplete from the storyline. Like, it wouldn't make sense for Grogu to have gone off to training and then decided he wanted to be with his dad hmm. and picked to go back and then come back to Luke afterwards. And plus, if he's with Mando now, this means he would survive when Kylo Ren destroyed the temple. Because if he goes with Luke, he's going to end up there. And if he survives, that might mess up the canon. Well, not necessarily, but mm -hmm. you know. Well, I'm not saying that Grogu needs to stay with, for, with Luke for the rest of his life. But I, Grogu still needs training, right? Mm -hmm. So we know he has the Force. But, you know, he's still young, right? So he's 50 years old. You know, he's young for, you know, his species. We're 900 years old, Jewry. Exactly. So it, it just makes sense to me that, you know, you know, Luke could have made a mistake, right? And and let Grogu make the decision for himself. But, you know, maybe you, the Jedi, can make the decision for him because Grogu is still young. You know, maybe, maybe Grogu is not aware of, you know, what it means to be a Jedi. Maybe that needs to be explained. And it should also be explained to him that he can have both. What I'm saying is... Because the very first Jedi was a Mandalorian yeah. as well. What I'm saying is Luke, he doesn't have to challenge anybody. Luke is all-powerful. He's the Jedi of all Jedi, you know, outside of Ahsoka Tano. There is no other Jedi. So he can make... Calcestis as a bridger. Maybe. All right. But they're not as powerful as Luke. So Luke can make the decision 
um, to bring Grogu back and to train him and to allow Grogu to see his dad. Omega. What about Omega? Force and Sidney. Oh, okay, well, I'm you know, clinging on to all hope. Yeah, well, all right. Well, that's fine. But I, I think Luke is in a, posi a position to make that decision. He can do that. He can go back and say, well, all right, you know, we'll come with, you know, talk to Dinjarin and make a compromise. Okay, so we'll spend this, you know, Grogu can spend this much time with me learning to be a Jedi, and they can spend this time with you being dad and, and, and son. So that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. All right. Well, so, that's it for this episode. Okay. Well, okay. Is is that it? Because I do see. Okay, know. Dad. Yes. Q and A. Okay. All right. Q and A. Do you think Jason Syndulla and or Zeb will appear in Ahsoka? It seems only fair given that Ahsoka, Sabine, Hera, Chopper, and Huyang will appear. I think that's a great possibility because we know that. Uh, that is that the droid? I feel like this is droid. Okay, well, you know, to answer the question, I, I absolutely do think that Jason Sindula can appear because Hera more than likely will be in Ahsoka. So, yeah, absolutely. And then we would want to know, well, okay, what happened to Jason? You know, how is he doing? Is he force sensitive? You know, and yeah, he's the droid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, I, I you know, Blacklight, I, I do believe that we will see. And even Zeb. Uh, I don't know about Zeb. I don't know if we need to see all of Star Wars Rebels, all the team. The king is members. dead, as there is a well, at large. Yeah, I understand, <laughs> but I don't want it to become a, a, a Rebels reunion. Mm. Although it, it seems like it is, it better be. You want it to be a reunion? Yeah. I don't want it to be a reunion, dude. Yes. Bruh. Okay. All right. So you want Zeb back? I, not. Yes. I don't necessarily Come think on, Zeb, Zeb was like the charm. Of the of the um of rebels. Yeah, Zeb is a cool cool character. I don't he's a think cool he needs cat, to be. Literally, he's kind of a character. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be in Ahsoka. But okay, you know, well, well, there we go. It might as well, right? So you got Hera, Sabine is going to be there, and you got Ahsoka. Then why not? You know, just and, bring them and, and they're looking for Ezra. So all right, like just bring Ezra back. Okay. I I'm so done with waiting. When, yes. When is the when is the last season end? Twenty nineteen. 2017, 2018. I don't recall. Yeah, around that time, like right, maybe right before the Mandalorian yeah, well, started. Yeah, it's been like half yeah. a decade yeah. since we've gotten to see Ezra. So, like, hurry up. Right, and then Blacklight. Yeah, I, I see your 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 uh, your your question in regards to uh, Crimson Climb. Yes, you know, I'm very excited for that as well. Uh, love to see Marvel Star Wars doing Cure and her comic trilogy. Absolutely, we are covering that as well. Yeah, so pretty cool. All right. All right, so that's it for this episode. Okay, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, um, for, for tuning in, and thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will be back again next Wednesday for episode 10. So until next time, take care, and we, and we will, will see, see you again. again.